Are you looking for a podcast where you can hear from real people regarding their real dental drama? If so, then you've come to the right place. Join hosts Bethany Petty and Dr. Rena Kuba as we dive into the solutions we've created and the mistakes we've made while managing dental drama. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving with lots of food and relaxation, and I hope you're gearing up for a great week this week. I wanted to follow up with some really practical steps from our last week's episode on continuing education. So Dr. Kuba and I spent a lot of time talking about the logistics of what to do with the staff when it comes to continuing education. But what we didn't provide you with was a lot of just real practical resources for you. So I wanted to use this episode today to really give you guys as many tips and uh, resources for you to go and track down some really great continuing education. I'm going to start with what I call a free or almost free category. This is either very low cost or no cost to you. And I think that if you're on a tight budget, if you're a practice that's been hit with really hard times, a lot of my clients have been, and production isn't happening like it used to, the bills are more expensive than they used to, and funds are simply tight. First of all, I totally get that, and I would not want to encourage you to go on this big CE trip and put yourself in a position of trouble. I would much rather you look at low-cost or no-cost ways to be able to really inspire you and your team in some new area of education. So I want to start with that category, and then I'll transition over to things that could potentially cost a little bit more. So first of all, no-cost options are going to be your local study clubs. So many of the areas in anywhere near a metroplex or a city have some type of local chapter for a dental study club, or some metroplexes even have a hygiene study club. So these are not necessarily 100% free, but they're very, very low cost. Some I've heard cost as low as $50 a year. Um, so very low cost, and it prov- they often provide you with different seminars throughout the year. So most of these study clubs meet monthly, and at each of these meetings, most often there is a speaker that is brought in to teach for a certain period of time. It could only be 30 minutes to an hour, but it is definitely exposing you to some type of speaker Um, every month. Some do every other month, but definitely take a look at your um, dental state board and look for the local chapters of your study club. And that is one of the lowest cost continuing education things that you can do. The next kind of low or zero cost option would be subscribing to some magazines. Again, these are not 100% free, but they are very, very low cost. Some cost as little as a couple dollars a month. And so I think these are worth looking into. I want to give you a few magazine titles that you may be interested in, some dental, and then I'll give you a couple of business magazines that I really like. So dental magazines, We've got the Journal of Dentistry, 
which again is more of a research-based magazine. Uh, it's got a lot of educational research-based articles in them. So again, journals may not be your cup of tea, and I totally get that, but Journal of Dentistry is a, ga- a great magazine. Also, um, if you're looking for more of the kind of big picture or big ideas, Dental Economics is a great magazine. Um, again, pretty low cost, and it comes with a lot of additional resources. So once you're connected with one of these magazines, you it often opens up the gateway to a lot of other things. Online courses that they might be advertising in their magazine, or it could be um, seminars that are advertised in the magazine. Some of them will even provide online courses as a part of being a subscriber to their magazine. So depending upon the magazine you subscribe to, there's a lot of additional options that may come up in that. There are specialty magazines, of course, like the Journal of Periodontology. Again, a journal-based, but a very good magazine. Uh, Big picture would be Dental Town Magazine. Dentistry IQ is another big one, which has a lot of additional resources. Dental News is another one, and so it's uh, more of the highlights. It's a great magazine. Uh, I don't think you need all of these. I think if I were you and you don't already subscribe to one, then you could uh, pick one and start there. And then if you need more, subscribe to a second one. But don't listen to this list and feel like you have to subscribe to everything. Of course, JADA, uh, Journal of American Dental Association, is a very popular one. I know I have a lot of clients that subscribe to that and really enjoy that. Um, So these would be some dental magazines that I think would be worth looking into. Again, you can go online. You can really look at the online magazine, see if it's something that appeals to you, and then simply subscribe. And again, very, very low cost. Um, Some, you know, as low as $2 a month. So you're looking at $24 for the year. Others, you know, can cost more than that. And you may be looking at $50 or $60 a year. But again, very low cost. For as far as business magazines, my favorite dental business magazine is Harvard Business Review. Um, and I wish that I could tell you exactly what it costs. It's a very low, low dollar amount. I want to say it's five or six dollars a month. It's uh, pretty inexpensive considering that Harvard, Harvard Business Review, first of all, I get a, a tangible magazine in the mail every month, and the articles are fantastic. But in addition to that, you're connected with HBR Online, so hbr.org. They send out monthly newsletters. They also are, you're connected with a community of other business people. Um, There's uh, social media groups that go along with that. And also, they have a ton of resources at your fingertips. So once you're a subscriber, subscriber to Harvard Business Review, you have access to all old issues. You can get, get on and search any kind of topic and find an article related to that. It is a wealth of really good information. So I absolutely love that. Um, it's one of the magazines that I read every single month. The other uh, business magazine that I would recommend, uh, recommend is Economic uh, Magazine, and um, I think it's also very, uh, I, I like HBR better, uh, just because that's what I'm familiar with, but I know a lot a lot of people really rave about the um, 
Economics magazine and says that it's very robust in its uh, offerings as well. So that's a great magazine. If you're looking for a dental hygiene specific magazine, it is the Journal of Dental Hygiene. And I have a number of hygienists that I work with that actually subscribe to this magazine themselves. There's, um, you know, new articles, also uh, continuing education that's marketed in that magazine. So it's a really good resource for them. And then, of course, there's uh, social media communities as well. So magazines are an incredibly cheap, (laughs) cheap way of really getting some good continuing education. Not too far behind that are going to be books. I'm reaching over right now to grab my stack of books. I narrowed it down to my some of my favorites. I have, if you were to ever walk into my home, I have shelves and shelves and shelves of books. So it was really hard for me to narrow down. But these are some of my favorites. So you can always read books as a form of continuing education. My challenge to you would be to don't just read the book for yourself. Get your team involved in reading books. The same thing can go for the journals, right? So if you're a subscriber to the journal, read those articles and then pick some out for your team to read. You you can go old school, photocopy those and pass those out as an article and say, hey, let's read this and talk about this article at our next staff meeting. For books, you could have book clubs with your staff and do, you know, monthly or every other month book club where y'all are all reading a book together and then you've got a special staff meeting that's dedicated to talking about this book. It is such a low-cost form of education and inspiration that really, even if you have the money to go to continuing education courses, I still highly recommend a culture of learning in your practice. And reading articles together or reading books together is a great way to foster that. So I'll give you these book titles, and then I want to give you a few more ideas on how you can incorporate free um, information and education into your team. So book number one is called Word of Mouth Marketing by Andy Cernanovitz. So it's S-E-R-N-O-V-I-T-Z. Word of Mouth Marketing. It's one of the books that I first read when I started my consulting firm 12 years ago, and it is fantastic. It talks about the power of referrals and how to get those referrals, and it's a fantastic book for your team to read in particular. So I would highly recommend that book. Another one is called, again, along the lines of marketing, is called Differentiate or Die by Jack Trout. And it says, uh, the subtitle is Survival in Our Era of Killer Competition. It talks about the importance of distinguishing yourself from other competition. Really figuring out what makes you different, unique, and wonderful. So this ties back to the branding episode that we had a few weeks ago. Um, That is part of building a solid brand, is being different, being better. So Differentiate or Die by Jack Trout. Again, this would be a great one for your team to read. The uh, If we kind of look on, along the same lines of marketing, I would say another key book is called, it's going to sound weird, but The Psychology of Selling. Um, this is by Bill Tracy, a classic book. It's been around for a long time. I'm sure many of you listening have heard of this book, but it really is just a... 
it's psychology. It looks at why people buy and how to sell to people. I know we don't like to think of dentistry as selling, but that is what we do. Oftentimes throughout the day is we sell dentistry to patients. And so this is a great book, again, for you to read, but also for your whole team to read. It really helps them to understand the mindset of a patient and what gets them to commit and move forward. So psychology of selling. If we move on to some team type books, then I've got several that I want to mention to you guys. One is called The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace. It's by Gary Chapman. It is connected to the five love languages. So if you've ever read the five love languages, this will cross over quite a bit, but it puts it in the workplace setting and talks about how to show appreciation for teammates in that workplace setting. Very, very good. If you want to double it up and read it along with the five love languages, that would be great as well, but it can stand alone completely on its own. The subtitle is Empowering Organizations by Encouraging People. So it's a really, really good one. Again, Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace by Gary Chapman. So that would be a great one for your team to read. Another one is called Primal Teams. I read this one probably two or three years ago and absolutely loved it. Um, The subtitle is Harnessing the Power of Emotions to Fuel Extraordinary Performance. It talks about how so much of the workplace is built on emotions. The level of motivation that we get out of our employees is often emotional. It's not logical. And so it really talks about how to light the fire with your team and tap into that powerful emotion to be able to really unleash the best in your team. So it's called Primal Teams. It's by Jackie Beretta. And it's a great one for you and your team to read together. If we want to kind of blur the lines between um, teamwork and then just self-fulfillment and self-improvement, I love the book. I had a client give me this book, and I absolutely love it. It's called The Happiness Advantage. And uh, the subtitle is How a Positive Brain Fuels Success in Work and Life. This, and the author is Sean Aker, uh, by the way, A-C-H-O-R. And I love this book because it really looks into the psychology of happiness. And it studies actually a group of Harvard um, students and how many, actually most of them were unhappy in life. And so it kind of taps into what is, what makes a person happy And then it talked about how happy people are just that much more productive in life. And so I love this book. I think it's great for the whole team to read. Um, I think it definitely has an impact on the workplace, but it's really impactful for just how we run our lives ourselves. So I I love this book. It's called The Happiness Advantage. Then if we want to move over to some things that are heavier, weightier books, and then I would recommend these two books to you guys. These go all the way back. Um, for me, one of them goes all the way back to my college career. It's a historical book, foundational in the field of uh, psychology. It's called The Psychology of Persuasion by uh, Robert Cialdini. 
C-I-A-L-D-I-N-I. And it talks about the foundational principles of persuasion. And I absolutely, it's thick, it's heavy. So take your time to go through it. Um, I think certain team members could probably benefit from this, but certain team members might find this a little bit too thick or too heavy to read. And so I would say if, if I were you, the doctor, I would read it myself first and potentially pull out sections to share with your team and do more of a Cliff Notes version or uh, rally in one of your super bright people to read alongside with you. And then she can pick out, she or he can pick out the parts that are relevant to the team. So Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. And then the other one is Reclaiming Conversation by Sherry Turkle. I came across this book several years ago as I love communication and communication is critical to everything that we do. But we are living in a digital age and communication is broken down so much because of the digital influence. And so this really talks about how to get back to the basics of conversation and how it's a lot, it's becoming a lost art. And so this is a, it it again is pretty thick, uh, pretty heavy reading. It's very good, very dense, but very good. And I think it's one of those books too, that I would recommend for you, the dentist or the practice owner, and then potentially have a couple of your stronger people read this alongside you and try to incorporate some of that into your team or into your patient care. Uh, But it's a very, very good piece on communication. So those are some books that you could get started with. Again, I love the offices that do book clubs. And every, you know, two months or so, they'll get together and maybe half of the book is due and they'll come together with some talking points. Sometimes you have certain people that are appointed to lead that book club that particular month. So it doesn't always have to be you. Um, it could be you one uh, one of the times and then at the next book club meeting, it's person number two, person number three, so on and so forth. And they come with questions to stir conversation and to really get um, everything going in that book club. Now, another thought is, You don't have to be the only one reading and buying these books and uh, subscribing to the journals. You can always have a journal subscription for your staff member. Um, So I know Dr. Akuba did this actually with one of her very intelligent uh, team members, her office manager. She actually got the Harvard Business Review um, subscription for her because she knew that she would digest all of it and really bring a lot of that to the table, and she did. Um, so if you feel like you've got a strong team member, then invest in her by getting her a subscription to a magazine that you think he or she will read, and then you put them in charge, and you go, you know what? Every month, I want you to pick out your favorite article, you know, email it out to all of us, or hand it out on in paper. It doesn't matter, um, but we're all going to, as a team, read that, and then we'll have a um, a quick educational 10 minutes in every staff meeting each month. And we'll talk about this article. So it doesn't have to be you that's in charge of all of this continuing education. Utilize your team members. And even if you've only got one strong person that you can depend on, utilize that one strong person. It doesn't have to just be you. So these are some of the free or almost free things that you could recommend, that you could incorporate and recommend to your team. You could very easily make this something that is 
something that you provide. So uh, if let's say you've got a book club, I mean, how much does it cost to buy a paperback or an audible book for every team member? Maybe that's 10 bucks a person, but man, that's 10 bucks well spent. And it's a whole heck of a lot cheaper than loading up your team and heading out to a conference in another state. So I think it's definitely a cost effective way to really foster an environment of continuing education. I want to shift gears and talk about a few things to keep in mind as far as a little bit more of an investment. So we'll kind of go with the moderate route first, which is a lot of online courses that exist. And again, don't just look at the dental field. I would say you can look beyond the dental field and really look into um, things like communication courses or business courses that occur in an online medium. And so then it's very affordable and it's getting you a little bit outside the dental field. So I want to give you a few of those here. So number one, I'm actually going to start with non-dental first. And that is the National Conference on Health Communication. And it's a great um, conference, but they also have online options as well. So once they've completed a conference, they'll actually provide all of the seminars. You can purchase those. Uh, But then also they've got just regular everyday outside of the conference. They've got online courses as well. And I love organizations that really focus on health communication because health communication is a much broader field than just dental. It kind of branches out to hospital care, physician care, all of that. It's it's a broad category. It was actually um, my second master's program was in health communication. And so it's a very broad category, very research-based, very research-heavy. Uh, so it's a very deep field of information. And so I love organizations that focus on health communication because as a dental community, we are in the healthcare field. And so this is a very applicable to us that we are often so kind of allured to dental conferences that we don't think about things like this. Um, so yes, the National Conference on Health Communication is a great one to look into. And again, know that when you look that up, there's online options as well so that it doesn't have to actually involve a trip if that's not what you want to do. There's several uh, communication course companies. Uh, one that I know I'm familiar with, Dr. Kuba uses this company a lot, is Fred Pryor Seminars. There is a wide variety through Fred Pryor of just business classes, business seminars. Um, those can be in person, those can be online, and they're normally um accessible at all times. So uh, some of them you sign up and it's live and in that moment, some of them are in person, but some of them are accessible after the course is done and you can go back and watch that on your own. So Fred Pryor is a great um, option to look into. It's especially good for your team as well. And again, I would advise either you or somebody that's very like-minded to you on the team to join as a business, and then you go through and select courses or content that you want your team to digest. And again, like Dr. Kuba mentioned in the last episode, have some type of self-study sheet, three things that they plan to implement, or my favorite tip from this course, the thing that I found least applicable to our practice, and what's the one thing that I want to implement tomorrow. So it doesn't have to be 
the top three things that you're going to implement, but some type of self-study sheet. The option is that they can turn in their notes as well, or at your staff meeting, if you've sent this person to a Fred Pryor course, whether online or in person, that person is then required to deliver a five-minute report to the team. Um, so it's you'll hear a lot of academic type descriptions as I talk through this, and that's because we are in a professional setting. Even if we do not have a t- team full of people who have been through college, we can give them a very academically rich or educationally rich environment. And doing something like, hey, I attended this two-hour course, and now I've got to get a, give a five-minute presentation on it is very academic in nature. But it's also helpful that the whole team gets to learn through that person's performance, and it gives them some accountability on actually paying attention to, through that course. So that those are two great ones that are just kind of outside the dental field. A few inside the dental field, um, there are, you can go to the American Dental Association. They have a ton of continuing education opportunities listed. I don't need to unpack all of those here. Just go there and you will see that there's a ton of CE opportunities listed there. And then you can look at things like Concord Seminars. Uh, Concord Seminars has a variety. Just when I say variety, I mean a variety of seminars that you can um, access for yourself or for your team. So Concord Seminars, there's also um, international dental seminars. If you're wanting to grow grow broader and really kind of expand out past America, then international dental seminars might be something that you look into. Again, some of those are in person, but a lot of those are online. And so if you're looking for a cost-effective way, once you X out the travel related to that, then you have this option of really a lot of education without it costing a fortune. So those are a few online options that you could absolutely look at. Now, let's kind of switch gears and talk about some of the more expensive options, which are going to be dental conferences. Now, like we talked about in the last episode, the last uh, podcast, there are a lot of different ways to manage taking your staff to a dental conference. If you are looking for information on that, you need to go back and listen to the last episode. You can pay for the conference. You can pay for the hours, not pay for the hours. You can um, have a certain spending stipend. You cannot have a certain spending stipend. All I would say as you go back and listen to that is you want to make it fair and equitable to your team members. If you are encouraging them to go, even if they're required to have CE hours to keep their license, you investing in them and investing in their hours that they need and hopefully experiencing the benefit of that for your practice, then it is worth you being fair and equitable to them. What I would not recommend is you invite them and encourage them to go to a seminar. You're willing to cover the uh, registration fee and you go, but you're on your own for hotel, you know, food, getting yourself there, all of that. That that really truly isn't fair and equitable. You've really gotten the best end of the deal there because yes, maybe the registration fee was $399 or heck, $599. But if the cost required a flight, if the hotel 
where the conference was held was not a cheap hotel, then you've put now a financial burden on your team member to get out to that conference. And uh, that I, I don't think that's fair and equitable. So I would say if you can't afford to be fair to your team on this, and I would say beyond fair, generous to your team on this, then again, stick with those online courses, stick with the study clubs, stick with the magazines and with the books and stick with that because you can be very fair and very generous in that capacity. But don't go cheap once you get to the point of CE. Now, whether or not you pay for hours is completely up to you, especially like if you're paying for your hygienist to go to a seminar or to a conference, you've paid their way, you've paid for the the hotel, you've paid for the flight. I think it's perfectly fair for you to go, you know what, you're going to have to have these hours anyway. I'm a, I'm not going to pay you for the hours there, but I am giving you all this, paying for your registration fee, everything else, even giving you a stipend for food, but I'm not going to pay you for the time that you're in the class. Um, keep in mind, some states require that if you require somebody to be at a conference, then you have to pay for the hours. So check your state laws on that as well. Okay, so I will list off some of the big conferences. Again, many of you know about these. Some of you maybe only know about your local ones. So I would, again, kind of dig in on these and see if these are some that interest you. So like Dr. Kuba mentioned at last time, two that we've been a part of are Southwest Dental Conference, which is in Dallas, and then also the Sprague Conference, which was out in Vegas, which was fantastic. Those are two conferences that you might look into. Um, we I know that Dr. Kuba Um, historically every May goes to the TDA, Texas Dental Association Conference. It's usually in San Antonio in the month of May. It's a great conference as well. So that's one to look into if you're in the Texas area. Outside of Texas, there's the Rocky Mountain Dental uh, Dental Convention, which is in Colorado. That is normally in the month of January. And again, it's a very robust conference. And so it's uh, you know, it's nice to be able to go to Colorado in January if you're not from there. Um, So that might be a fun one for your team to go to. The National Oral Health Conference, which is usually in the spring, um, I believe in April, sometime in there. And it's usually in Florida, I believe Orlando, Florida. So that's one to look into, National Oral Health Conference. The um, ADOM, A-A-D-O-M. It is the American Academy of Dental Office Managers. This is a great conference for your front office employees or um, business team. It's fantastic. And that's normally in September, uh, kind of early fall. And I believe this year it's also going to be in Orlando. This coming 2023, it's going to be in Orlando. So that's a fantastic one to look into for your team. ADA SmileCon, it just passed in October. It was in Houston this last time. I believe it's going to be in St. Louis, Missouri next year, also in October. So that's the big ADA conference. So that's definitely one to look into. Mid-Continent Dental Conference. And that is also in St. Louis, which is um, right around the October time. So 
I can't remember, SmileCon maybe a week or two before that or a week or two after, I'm not sure, but they're very close. So when you're thinking about planning out your dental conferences, if you're picking one or two, you may want to spread these throughout the year. Uh, Southwest Dental Conference, like we mentioned, is also in September in um, Texas. The Sprig Conference was in October, so a lot of them fall in that September-October time frame. So you might have to spread some out or choose based on that. The Greater New York Dental Meeting, um, that is in New York. It's normally, I believe this this year, it was in November, if I remember correctly. Um, but again, that's a fun one to go to because of the location. And again, it's a great dental conference. So those are a few to look into. You've also got your more of your institutes, like SPEAR Education, I know, is a big one. Or COIS is another like training institute. So Oftentimes with those, you get affiliated with the institute, and then there are multiple courses throughout the year that you go to um, on a kind of a quarterly basis or more often. Also with those, like Spear and Cloris, they have local study club chapters oftentimes. I know Spear does, has several chapters in the Dallas area. And so you also kind of get a connection to that study club as well, which is nice. So those, there's plenty of um, specific conferences that go with a specific institute like SPEAR, COIS. There's also Implant. Um, I know many Dental Implants of America does their own courses and things like that. So you can get affiliated with a particular group, and then that kind of fills your CE for the year. Also, with places like um, Spear, I know, has a ton of additional resources for team members. So you have access to their portal at all times and can look up uh, just all kinds of articles and online um, education and things like that. So sometimes your continuing education can simply be connecting with one of those institutes and then you've got all the CE that you need. Uh, So that's an option as well. If the thought of planning a convention or planning out books or articles or things like that, if that's overwhelming to you, then just get plugged in with either a local study club chapter or an institute and get your education from that zone. So I've given you kind of a wide range of topics here, all the way from free to almost free um, when with books and articles and things like that. Again, you could build out an entire year of great CE just based on books and magazines. So don't let the thought of CE overwhelm you when it's something as tangible as books and magazines. It just takes a little bit of planning, a little bit of initiative to get that off and going in your practice. I would definitely recommend getting a buddy on your team that's really passionate about it as well so that when one of you starts to get tired out on planning articles or books, the other one can jump in and really help out. It can be as simple as that, as cheap as that, and then going all the way up to looking into some really great conferences and conventions that occur throughout the United States. All this to say, I know we're nearing the end of 2022. This should definitely be a resolution that you have for 2023 to foster an environment in your office, in your team, 
that is one that of always learning, always pushing the bar, always looking at the next material, the next thing that we get to learn. I think when you foster that on your team, what you end up having is a team that functions at a level that is so much higher than your competition because they're thinking, they're problem solving, problem solving, they're being creative. So I would highly recommend that for 2023, you really put a good plan together for CE. Maybe you are lucky enough to consider a a convention that you get to go to. Don't let that be the only thing that you do the whole year. Don't save it all up until September and then you're at a convention and then that's that. Go and really think about how you can really touch on education throughout the year with yourself and with your team. And again, I think you'll have a higher performing team when you do that. Thanks for tuning in. I know it's a lot of great information um, that hopefully you were able to take notes on. If not, we'll try to include a few notes in the notes section and certainly reach out and let us know if you guys have any additional tips or tricks that you've tried for continuing education. We'd love to hear from you. Y'all have a great week. Thanks for joining the conversation today. We hope that you are comforted in knowing that you are not alone. But we also hope that you're walking away with some really great tips and tricks to try in your practice. We value your feedback, so please take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Finally, we want to make sure that we're covering the topics that matter to you. So track us down on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and let us know what topics you want us to cover. As always, please know that we are rooting for you today as you manage your dental drama.